Diamond Mind Podcast with Nate and Laney, where we listen to all 92 Diamond albums certified by Billboard. Today's album is... Cracked Rear View by Hootie and the Blowfish. And today's episode is a special one. Uh, as you can see, if you're a YouTube viewer, uh, we're finally doing a face cam. We have a setup. We're not in a closet anymore. We have a table and our mic's all set up and we have a, our own recording space that maybe, um, just maybe, we'll show you on like the Twitter or Instagram or something if you want to check that out. Shameless plug for those. Uh, the Twitter <laughs> is TDMPOD, TDMPod. Uh, the Instagram is uh, the Diamond Mind Podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so just the Diamond Mind Podcast, no caps, no spaces, no no underscores, no dots, no nothing. Uh, no numbers. No nothing. <laughs> nothing. No, none of the sort. Um, we post on there every time we go. Uh, we have a video up, and we post on there just random things, random thoughts. If you want to contact us, contact us on there. Um, otherwise, do we have anything else to say? I think that's it. I think that covers it. Um, so, Cracked Rear View. Uh, hey, Nate, did you know there's supposed to be a full moon tonight? Really? Yeah, it's called uh, My Cracked Rear View. <laughs> I you, you hate, had, you I, know. I hate that you just did that to me. I literally, like, despise that you just did that <laughs> did to me. Did you not know that that was coming up? No. <laughs> no, I, I am, like... Not mad, but just miffed that that just happened to me. Okay, getting into it. Uh, this album, Hootie and the Blowfish, yeah, here we go. Uh, this album came out in 1994. It went 16 times platinum with 12 songs. And thankfully, it is 47 minutes long. Because I don't think my attention span really could have like dealt with anything. Yeah, Lainey's wilding out today. Um, Nate, okay, Nate is insisting that I drink another caffeinated drink. Because we need some energy. This is the first Facecam podcast, and I'm very excited. It needs to be special. This needs to be a good one. I told you that I already had one. Like, okay. I'll just... Anyway, so, <laughs> let's, I just, let's just get into this. Uh, so, apparently, little fun fact, in America, Cracked Rear View stands as the best-selling debut album in history. Guns N' Roses held that mark with Appetite for Destruction until 2018, when the RIAA certified Hootie's album at 21 million, besting the 18 million for Appetite. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Which is very, it's very strange. I wouldn't expect Hootie and the Blowfish to be the uh, number one selling debut album. Like, I would think it would be somebody else. I mean, everybody, not everybody knows Hootie and the Blowfish, but like, most people know of Hootie and the Blowfish, but they're not necessarily like super stardom like certain other artists are that I would think. Would yeah. have the best-selling debut right. album. Right, right. Um, but hey, I mean, if you are you ready to get into this? I mean, yeah. Okay, the first song is called Hannah Jane. Uh, his voice, Darius Rucker. Um, he also did a cover of Wagon Wheel. Uh, I don't like that cover as much as I like the original. But which we've his... actually said on a previous podcast before. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. That's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, his voice is very distinct. Um, but sometimes you can, like, barely tell what he is saying. Those will be like, oh hey, show me. No, there was one song that we'll get to that I couldn't understand the entire, like, first half of the song. Yeah. Because it was just pure mumble, all one word kind of thing going. But, uh, it's just a nice little soft alt-rock song. Um, his voice, even though you can't really tell what he's saying sometimes... Um, he has good range, and it's not like he has a bad voice, it's just sometimes with the way he says his words, it's like, 
Wait, hold on. Like, what'd you say? So, um, he hits his notes, though, which I really enjoyed. And, I mean, this is just a nice little soft way to enter the album. I actually said some very similar things to that. Um, this, and I know I have mentioned this band before, but this is very similar to the Bare Naked Ladies, which is, like, one of my mom's like all-time favorite bands or whatever. But this song started off kind of bland to me. It wasn't, it just wasn't anything special to me personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Like you said, Darius Rucker, he does have a nice voice. Uh, great vocals, nice range, all of that. And it's kind of like alt-rock, pop. Like, everyone was really getting into that. Again, 1994, so think about that. But, and so, I mean, I can see how it was really big in the yeah. 90s like it was. Because it, it just makes sense with the sound. Yes. And, uh, I mean, the last thing I said was that I think I would listen to this in my spare time. It's very you interesting know? that you said... Uh, talked about how in 1994, like, this kind of matches that 1994 style, because not necessarily the voice, but part of it reminds me of Blues Traveler. And in 1994, that's when they came out, I think, I think, I could be wrong, but it's definitely either, like, 94, 92, or 95, or something like that, where, like, somewhere around there, that they came out with the album with Hook and, um... Um, What's um, that other song? I'm fine. 1994, you're right. That's when it came out. But it's Hook in that other song. Run Around. Run Around, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And those songs were huge, and they kind of somewhat remind me of Hootie and the Blowfish. Um, but, I think... Yeah. I think, I mean, obviously, it's a certain, you know, people listen to this, this kind of, this genre of music, and not really everybody was into this. Yes. So... The similar sound, I feel like all of these bands were really wanting to hit that demographic, hit that, I guess, pop population or whatever yes. that really did listen to the music. So it all does sound similar mm-hmm. because there are copycats, but then there are people that also just, I don't know, they just have Genuinely, that sound. yeah, have yeah. that sound. Um, man, it to take a little step back for a second, it does not feel real that we're not in a closet anymore and we're like actually in a room with sound foam and it, we have a table and a setup and like how how the podcast has slowly been evolving is mm-hmm. is very very nice like we started off in my mom's garage uh <laughs> sitting and you would hear the water heater in the background and just to see that now we have good lighting and a, i mean a camera they can see our face if they really want to and like really experience fully what we're us us sitting here and talking yeah. and not just hearing us um and i'm just like uh not, not, I guess taken aback is the best way to put it. Emotional. Not emotional, <laughs> but like, I mean, it, it feels like we haven't been doing this for very long and yet we're progressing so well. I'm just, I'm very, I'm very excited for I mean, this is the what, future. I guess technically this is week 23. Yes. But episode 22, because I skipped a week in posting, but. That was early on. It doesn't count. It was a Titanic soundtrack. I'll I need to, I need to slowly adapt to. When I'm talking, not looking at the microphone and start looking at the camera. Well, I had to I catch just... myself because I was looking at the, you know, the monitor or whatever. And I wasn't yeah. looking at the actual <laughs> lens. And I was like, okay, whatever. Um, we'll get better, hopefully. Yeah, it'll progress. It'll progress. Um, and if you're listening on Spotify and you want to see our lovely setup, uh, head over to the YouTube at The Diamond Mine. I realized I forgot to shout that one out. So. Come on, we have listeners. We don't have viewers. No, but... um. Also, you might not be able to find it on YouTube. Yeah, you might have to scour a little so, bit. So, here's what you do. You look up The Diamond Mine. Kenny G. 
all circles back to Kenny G. All Kenneth Gorlick. It's our namesake. Woo! Um, but yeah, it'll pop up. You'll see the cheap little logo I made. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It'll be upgraded eventually. Um, the next song, though, if you're cool with that, yeah, is yeah. called Hold My Hand. And uh, oh, okay, Darius. I know I've sang that before on this podcast. <laughs> we haven't even covered the Beatles. But anyway. um, I really wasn't sure what to say with these first couple, like literally couple songs. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just a basic soft rock song uh they harmonize together on the hold my hand part mm-hmm. which i really like i like when groups harmonize together and make a chord with their voices i think that's just really nice um otherwise it's just it's just your basic soft alt rock song from the 90s yeah i agree with that um apparently it features david crosby which from crosby stills and nash if you do not know yeah if you don't know who that is um so, I don't know. Yeah, that's cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was catchy. There was that nice, like you were mentioning, uh, I said a nice choral moment. Um, and you said this reminded me, or reminded you of the band that my cousin's in. Yeah. It's called Mick Harrison and the High Score, shout out. Um, <laughs> and I kind of get that, I do. because Seen, they... them, seen them play live, no cap. <laughs> Flexing me, on y'all. Me too, a few times, but... Um, and I agree with that. In this song, I can hear it because they do have that like harmonizing aspect. And parts I didn't of their know that he was your cousin. Yeah. I just thought he was your dad's friend. No, we're related. Yeah, I never knew that. Huh? How about that? Yeah. Um, fun fact. Um, I think this one had a very similar sound to the first song, which again wasn't really grabbing my attention. And I think at this point, I thought that we would hear a lot of the same stuff, and that it wouldn't really be quality, despite the fact that it. Is extremely popular. Um, that's all I have for her, though. Okay, well, the next song is called Let Her Cry. And this is probably... Mm, let me think before I say this, because I don't want to go back on my word. Yeah, this is probably my favorite song on the album. Okay. Um, this song is probably their second most popular song, I, I, I I'd, so. I'd say. Um, yeah. I didn't realize I'd heard it until it got to the chorus, I haven't heard it often, but I've definitely heard it before. Um, it's just super duper catchy. His voice really captures the the somber attitude the title gives off and the serious topic that's being discussed. He really does um, sound like in despair, almost yeah. like with it the the graveliness in his voice and just mm-hmm. the letter cry. Like he really gets into it, uh, and, and I'll just... explain why he gets into it though. Uh, I just I just really, really enjoyed the song, but yeah. you can go ahead with that. Okay, so uh, actually going back to Hold My Hand, I apparently had that like downloaded on my phone. Mm-hmm. Don't remember ever listening to it, though. Uh, Let Her Cry, I 100% have heard before. I had that one downloaded. I knew that song. Uh, and this, thankfully, did have a little bit of a different sound. Kind of, you know, what Nate was saying. Um, but the song is about a man struggling to cope with his alcoholic wife. Now, I got this from song facts or genius lyrics or something like that where I get all of my information. Um, They said that this song is about a man struggling to cope with his... No, I just just read that. (laughs) That frontman Darius Rucker stated in numerous interviews that he wrote the song based on his past, but with the genders reversed. So he was the irresponsible drunk whose long-suffering girlfriend tried to keep things together. So that's how it kind of plays into his life and how he could speak from a 
a more personal and emotional standpoint, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a nice song. I, I really did like the, the emotion yeah. that he showed. and it, 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 He portrayed, or not portrayed, he, um, what am I trying to say? He showed the emotion that he was trying to get out very well. Um, but is that all you have to say for the song? Yeah, but I do want to add just real quick. I think I actually have heard some of these songs from the show Friends. Because, well, Friends was on in the 90s also. But uh, the, one of the characters, Ross, was a huge fan of Hootie and the Blowfish. And there's an episode where they actually buy him tickets to go to the concert and stuff. So, also another little fun fact. That's cool. We can go on to their number one hit. But before we do that... Here's a momentary break. And we're back. Sorry about that. But to move on to the next song, it's called Only Want to Be With You. And uh, this is definitely their most number one smash hit. Um, this this song is just a good vibe, honestly. Uh, the guitar gives Jimmy Buffett vibes, in my personal opinion. Um, just, just a real sweet song. This definitely goes on the wedding playlist. I mean, if you haven't heard this song and you're not going to listen to this album, at least... Look up this song and listen to this song. It's it's a banger, and it'll immediately go on your Spotify playlist. Oh, yeah. I mean, if it's not already on there. Yeah, of course, of course. Of course. Um, is that all you had? Yeah, sure. I mean, I'll piggyback off of you a little bit. Oh, but... I mean, okay, yeah. Um, like I kind of said already, this is hands down, like, one of, if not the most popular song out of their... Uh, what's it called? Not portfolio. Discography. But... Yes, discography. Thank you. We compliment each other like onions and peanut butter. I... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to that information. Moving on. Uh, catchy course ending with the two downbeats and the line "I only want to be with you." Of course, the iconic. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. It sounds like a song that would just be for fun, you know, that you would just play for fun, like band practice or when you're just together with your friends. Like, it's just one of those songs that you want to have in your life. So, like Nate said, add it to your Spotify playlist. If you don't listen to this album in its entirety, at least listen to this one song. Because it's just, it just feels good. It's just a feel-good song that you can sit there with your buddies and be like, Oh, they want to be with you! And all y'all can have a good time. I mean... Shoot, it's it's just a fun song, and mm-hmm. really, if I could recommend a song off this album, even though it's not my favorite song on the album, I would recommend this song just because it's such a like solidified banger. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's all I have. So okay, dope. Um, the next song is called "Running from an Angel." Uh, this got some beachy vibe going on a little bit. Uh, Interesting. Okay. The the music. On this album as a whole, stepping back from just this song, but the music on this album as a whole, and I kind of touched on this a second ago, just feels good to listen to. Like, I can see how um, maybe some people aren't exactly too fond of this album because of, like, you, you can't exactly hear what Darius Rucker is saying sometimes. I didn't know the best way to put that. That's why I stuttered a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just if you're just listening to have a good time, you can have a good time with this album. I mean... Oh, yeah, 100%. It's just, it's just a good vibe. But the way he sings somewhat reminds me of uh, Matchbox 20. Not necessarily, like, the voice, just the style of it really gets me to, in the Matchbox yeah. 20 vibe. I'm not exactly sure. 
Um, Which, I mean, Matchbox Tony, I think, is in the same genre, like the... And it's the same, like, that time period. Yeah, exactly. Uh Uh-huh. So, there's that. It's two albums also from the Diamond List that I enjoyed, where the Matchbox 20 album, and I... Spoiler for a little bit later in the podcast, I also very much enjoyed this album, so... Okay. Ooh, spoiler! (laughs) But, uh, Lainey's turn. I also enjoyed the Kenny G album because I still listen to those songs. She still listens to By the Time This Night Is Over. By the Time This Night Is Over. I can't even get, I can't even get it out. Okay. Are we in Running From an Angel? Yep. Okay. Just. Yeah, so I you said Beachy. When it first came on, I was thinking more country bluegrass. Huh. Interesting. That might also, I might have also said that because we live in Tennessee and when we go to the beach, our family listens to country music and sits on the beach and stuff. So maybe I don't that's why I associated that mm-hmm. with that. I, I don't know. Um. Oh, okay. But this is the one, he does say the word wagon wheels, right? Yes. And then I looked at you and I said foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. And like Nate already said, that cover's not very good. Also, I just don't prefer it. Like, if that was an original song, old Crow Medicine Show, they they hit the vibe on that. But if if uh, Darius Rucker had originally made that song, I think that I could enjoy it. It's just no, it doesn't compare to old Crow Medicine Show's version. Actually, it's based off of lyrics that Bob Dylan wrote, Hmm. and then Old Crow Medicine Show finished the lyrics. However, when they say, um, he's headed west from the Cumberland Gap to Johnson City, Tennessee, if you look at the map, it's wrong. Huh. Like, is Johnson City east of Cumberland Gap? Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah, I know. But, uh, finishing up this song, I actually did like this one. I thought it was catchy, but not solely because of the lyrics. Mm Mm-hmm. It just, I I think this song is also worth listening to. I actually did really like this one. Uh, but that's all I have. So. Okay, doke. Also, um, little disclaimer: if you keep hearing a kind of bassy sound, like that's because uh, that's the table. It's it's not a super duper expensive table. Oh yeah, I so. set my phone down on it. It's a plastic table. You can buy it at any local retailer, including Target, Walmart, <laughs> <laughs> Home Depot, Lowe's, <laughs> Wendy's, uh, Goodwill, uh, Best Buy. Uh... <laughs> I, no, I don't think. Rendell for a plastic table. I'm going home is the next song. Oh, oh, <laughs> There's just uh, a lot of their stuff on this album sounds similar, at least for the first little bit. Mm-hmm. It does get a little different towards the end, and you're like, oh, this actually has changed tones completely, but I'm not going right. to get into that yet. Um, sorry, I just like swallowed my spit wrong. <laughs> um, it's just like okay. vibes. Like, really, I don't know what to say other than just vibes. And I liked when um, <laughs> this song goes like, Sha-la-la. Sha-la-la. <laughs> I can't remember how I did it earlier. L- Lainey earlier was like, Sha-la-la-la-la-la. Because that's exactly how it sounded in my head. It was just like, Sha-la-la. Sorry, Noni. Sha-la-la. <laughs> yeah, Lainey is popping off today. Um, but it's the caffeine. How how do you feel about this song, Lainey? Uh, okay, so it had an acoustic intro, and I personally wanted to hear the song with acoustics only the whole 
<laughs> the whole time instead of it just you know kicking in and coming in with all the drum and like all of that i kind of mm-hmm. wanted i want to hear just a pure acoustic cover and i'm sure it's out there i'm just haven't looked it up um but this song is about darius rucker's mom he's also known as hootie uh darius rucker's mom passing away and him having to deal with it but still like I this comment, believe you just said he's also known as Hootie. He is. <laughs> that was just like the weirdest thing. And then he said, "No, we had an argument about this really, but it wasn't a real argument." Because Nick goes, "No, that's Darius Rucker. Who's Hootie?" <laughs> and I was like, he's "And Hootie. why are the rest of them called the Blowfish?" Also, <laughs> who gives the nickname Hootie? The booty and the Blowfish. Hootie, <laughs> the booty, Hootie the booty. <laughs> Thank you, Max. Um, <laughs> just let me finish this. Uh, this comment doesn't really make sense that I got off of like the song facts or song mm-hmm. readings or whatever. But like I said, it's about his mom passing away and him having to deal with it. But he's reassured, I guess, in her death because he has faith in her that she's living in the afterlife. So if that, I hope that came across and made sense of what it's supposed to mean. Um, anyway, the next song is Drowning. Yes. I'm sorry. I thought you were reading the Drowning one. I was like, Lanny, no. no because no, I, I saw there was like a quote and I was confused. No, I wrote um, Shallow Law in all caps. Yeah. So, uh, Drowning. Yes, that is the next song. Um, this is the song where for the first half of it, you could not oh, yeah. understand what he said. And I said that, um, the first half of the song was like, if you took a can of alphabet soup... And you poured it, you, you cracked it open, and you know how it's like kind of a thicker, uh, it's like a it's like a thicker tomato paste it'll that's plop, around it. It'll, if and you then dump it out, you pour, it plops a little bit, but it still kind of like pours. And if you poured it out on the table, and then you kind of mushed it around a little bit, and then you tried to read exactly what was what was on the lines, that's what the first half of this song was like. You're a um, monster. Do you so, dump out your soup on the counter? <laughs> You don't? You just sit there and just, bam! No, I pour it out on the counter, and then I take a knife, and I, like, scrape it into my mouth like that. I could hear, like, a knife scraping on granite or something, and I just, it immediately, um, but toast roll. He also says, uh, face really weird in this song, and I laughed about it, but I didn't tell you about it. He says, face! <laughs> it's because I couldn't understand him! Um, it's got a good message, though. It's just... <laughs> Be happy and let's all get along. Even though he talks weird for the first half, and then Lainey looked up the lyrics, and I was like, "Oh, that's actually yeah, yeah, cool." Yeah, I had to. Um, I had to. Just be happy and I'll get along. You know, like I giggled because I'm having such a good time with this album at this point. Like we were talking, and I just started laughing. I was like, "Man, I just love listening to this. Just having it in the background. Not oh. necessarily. You could listen to this song for the for the words, but some of the songs you could just kind of like tune out a little bit and just be like." Yeah, I'm having a good time. I tuned out the majority of the song because I couldn't understand. Um, and also, I'm not sure. I should have looked this up before we did the podcast, but I'm not sure which member plays the guitar. But which one, whichever one does it, you rip, bro. I want to know who plays the tambourine. Yeah, there's a lot of tambourine in this album. Isn't that kind of weird? Oh, gosh. Just in there, in the back, like. <laughs> no, but you know that's probably part of the drum kit. 
Yeah. Well, I don't know. It kind of sounded like... I like to imagine he was, like, shaking it, hitting it, you know, on his hip or something. Well, I imagine it was Darius. As Darius was singing, he was sitting there and hitting it against his hip. Okay. But, uh, how do you feel about drowning, Lainey? Um, this one goes back to the similar sound as the first two songs on the album. And, like we've said, I just couldn't understand him, really, until it got to, like, the last two verses or something. Uh I just couldn't. Um, this one is faster paced than the one before, so I like how, you know, they changed that, the tempo. So, I did look up kind of the meaning, and I'm gonna read some comments that I found. Um, it says, some people hate others for stupid reasons. That's what one person interpreted it as. Yeah. Which kind of makes sense, because, um, oh, no wait. Some people hate others for stupid reasons and the confusion caused by it. That's what they said the meaning of the song was. Uh, and it makes sense because there is a line in here that says, hating everybody else because they don't look like you. And with that, in the first verse, he also mentions the Confederate flag and how people... (laughs) (laughs) And how people, you know, say they fly it to represent different things or whatever. Um, So I think this message can also be about just like racism exclusion because of certain things and again like this person said for like stupid reasons yeah so yeah i get that do you have any more in that sparkling ice caffeine i yeah can i have a sip sure today's episode is not sponsored by sparkling ice plus caffeine but the best flavor is that one the strawberry citrus you were right earlier when you said it needs to be refrigerated though yeah they're better when they're cold because Sorry, I definitely got my chapstick on that. I didn't think about it until I finished drinking it. Where's the chapstick? (laughs) Um, So this next song is called Time. And uh, I don't know if this does this on other consoles. So I'm just going to say if you have an Xbox and you go to Spotify specifically and you go to listen to this album and you look at the picture that pops up on the TV, uh, it's the four band members all standing there. And you look at Darius Rucker, Darius Rucker has really nice boobs. Um, they're just nice, they're plump, they're cool, they're fresh, okay. they're dozer. Uh, Chill up. But this say? song, this song was a, was a jive boogieing, uh, <laughs> jive boogieing extravaganza. I was moving my hips around because of the tambourine 16th notes. Um, but this one just just felt good. So how you feeling, Lainey? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, this one gives me definite Pearl Jam vibes, like full-on Eddie Vedder. That's exactly what it reminded me of. It slows things down a bit, which I'm okay with. Um, and then I read a bunch of comments to see how people interpreted the song. And one comment said, this is about how time always keeps going on and on. It waits for no one and always leaves you behind. It also mentions how everyone is killing and how there's so much pain and sorrow in the world. Basically, um, if you look deeper into it, all that is for nothing because time's going to move on and no matter who... Okay, this comment doesn't make a lot of sense. but And no matter who wins, I don't get that. Um... And then they continue with, I think he's given up on trying to figure it all out and worrying about it, I guess, life in general. He's just going to go with it and let time drag him along like it would do anyways. He wants to learn about it, but if it's all over tomorrow, he wouldn't care. And 
someone also mentioned that if you replaced every time he says the word time in the song with God, then it has a much bigger meaning. So I guess you can read that and find out what Hootie's secret meaning of the song is. Uh, if you replace if every time he says time with boobs, it's a funny song. Uh, for those of you that watched Where's on the YouTube, the <laughs> you just got a uh, funny little piece of something. That that kind of stuff happens all the time. That it's a shame that y'all couldn't see that whenever we would do stupid stuff in the closet. We've had we funnier episodes than this one. I yes, don't know we've had way happened. funny, like visually funny episodes. Um, I but, can smell the heat coming from those lights. I think it smells hot in here. I'm sweating. Yeah, it is a little warm in here. Those those lights are hot, and it just gets hot in this room. Um, good thing we only have a few more songs. Yeah. But the next song is called Look Away. Don't look at me. Um, if you get that <laughs> reference, comment down below. Uh, <laughs> it sounded like on this song he sang just a beat too early, and the band just kind of rolled with it. Like, he just comes out of nowhere singing, and there's no other sound. And then the band starts <laughs> playing, like, a beat later. No, no, no. I saw this thing. It was a, it was a TikTok. And it said, um, the band, when Bill Withers sings Ain't No Sunshine When She's Gone, and they're just, like, kind of, like, hesitating and don't know when to, like, come into the song. <laughs> and that's exactly what that reminded me of. Cause oh, wait, no. Oh, oh, I don't know why. Um, I thought that was funny. But this song... Honestly, it was like kind of boring because he didn't get very intense in this. And I really like when he gets intense and like really gets into it with his voice because I think his voice is very entertaining. But, um, Snoop Dogg just posted on Instagram if anyone wanted to know. Well, it would have been like two days old by now. Okay, go look at Snoop Dogg's Instagram from post from two days ago. Turn on post notifications. Um, (laughs) but it doesn't get very much. I like it doesn't get intense very much more very no it doesn't get intense yes. anymore throughout the album um which is fine other than this song i just didn't like this song um but yeah i'll let you go ahead and take the floor <laughs> if you have anything to say about this this song this song i said i said i could poop very violently <laughs> I that this was the one. I forgot that this was the one. Because as soon as it started, I said that. And I was like, oh no. I said, I can crack the toilet bowl. I'm so sorry. That's really crude. <laughs> Just. Yeah, I looked at you and I said, I like yelled it. I was like, I could poop violently to this song. It's funnier in the moment. Uh-huh. No, it's funny right now. Uh, with that being said, this one wasn't my favorite. If you couldn't tell. However, the song meaning, it's about sacrifice. I, again, read comments and interpretations, so take it how you will. Um, so it says, I, the woman in his life is sacrificing her happiness for his sake. It seems to suggest she believes something terrible will happen if they stay together. And then somebody else commented, I think it's a racial thing. The dad doesn't want her dating not a white person. I mean, mm-hmm. that's basically what it is. Um, and of course he has, and this is in quotes because it's a lyric, seen this once before because he's always been back. And then apparently someone said, Look Away, the name of this song, invokes the chorus of Dixie. 
which is another song. Huh, how so about I that? Know, I didn't know that connection. didn't really read that connection until just now, so. How about that? Yeah. Um, the next song. The next song is called Not Even the Trees. Uh, this one is much more somber. Uh, and I, at the time, I wasn't sure if I liked that from Darius. I didn't really... Um, because the whole entire time I liked when he was getting into the, uh, getting into his, his bag, I guess that's the best way to put it, when he was, I don't know how to describe it. He, he stays like an octave low, this whole song. He never gets super intense and raspy with his voice. Well, like his voice is always raspy, but not like super duper into it. And I wasn't sure if I liked that at the time, but now that I've like taken a step back and reflected on the song, now I can kind of say that I, I did like it. Um, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> sorry, I just read something I wrote on the last song. Um, I just, okay. you'd hear this in like a solid brick bar in like a little quaint downtown. Like this is, a, this is that kind of song. Like it doesn't, it's not too heavy and people can, it can just be played in the background and people can just listen to it. You should go to the corner lounge. Yes. <laughs> the corner lounge. I don't know exactly what you... Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. But how do you feel? Uh, so this one also is a very touchy subject, which I think is why he really gets into it. And I actually really did like this song. Uh, but it's about the loss of his mother again. And the comments on the song said that this was very relatable and that when it's performed live, they actually sing it very well. It's very well executed, which actually kind of reminds me that they were touring a couple years ago, I think, with the Bare Naked Ladies. They were opening up for Hootie and the Blowfish, and I contemplated buying tickets, but I never did. Well, they broke up in 2008, and then they got back together in, like, 2019. Yeah, because Darius went solo and did his mm-hmm. wagon wheel whatever and there was, made so much money there's one other song that he performed that was all over the radio and i hated the song <laughs> i can't remember what it was look at that real quick um so yeah it's kind of funny that i said they sound like bare naked ladies like they have similar sounds and then they went touring together it was before covid i want it might have been when i was in high school for being honest but um yeah i like the song a lot. when when was the song out do you think what song the song by Darius Rucker that wasn't Wagon Wheel that he would perform. Uh, I can time. just look it up real quick. Um, because Apple Music just shows like your. Oh, word, word, word. I kind of. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm oh, just... he released a new single called My Masterpiece, March 12th, 2012. Hmm. Was it for the first time? Oh, I can't remember now. I thought it was something. Well, no, it was American Honey. Oh, yeah, yeah I song. do remember that one. That song. Um, I hated that song. I'm not going to lie. This is a little confession. Uh, I didn't know that Darius Rucker was Hootie and the Blowfish for a long time. Like an embarrassingly long time. I'm talking like probably a year ago. Maybe less. Oh, that's recent. Yes. That's super recent. I knew Darius Rucker from Wagon Wheel. See, when Wagon Wheel came on the radio, my mom was like, yeah, that's Hootie. And I was like, oh. I knew I knew Hootie and the Blowfish, and I knew Darius Rucker. You didn't know I just never person. pieced it together. It's it, interesting that that's what, like, his 
background, like that's what he, his success is really from. Mm-hmm. And then he went solo with like country music or tried to be. Well, he does. He does somewhat have that, like not country, country but maybe pop. like a little, little no, twang to him. I will I guess. read a description that Apple Music provided at the very end to sum it up. Of and the it, album or of Darius Rucker? Of the album, and it perfectly describes like mm-hmm. what we're trying to say, basically. You can take a sip of that yeah, if you I want. Didn't, I didn't even drink it. Um, next song. Well, the next song, which is technically the last, the last listed song, yeah, um, which makes sense. It's, it's called, called Goodbye, yeah. which is a very fitting name for the last song on the album. Um, it's got piano and organ instead of like guitar and tambourine, which I was like, huh, this is I very think interesting. Also violin. I mm-hmm. heard some strings in the beginning too, which made it. I'll get into that. You can continue. Can um, continue. I just thought it. I was, I heard it and I was like, oh, this is very interesting. This is a very interesting change of pace with this song. Um, and he just wants things to like work out so bad, and it's just a very emotional sounding song. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. I was sad, this could be a tearjerker. Like I could, I could probably shed a couple tears to this song. This is this one, especially after this whole album of tambourine smacking against your hip and uh guitar and just not maybe not the um most wholesome of topics but at least the sound sounded wholesome most of the time but this is just like it felt brooding and gloomy and like i mean you it, hit it, it was brooding and gloomy like i mean you basically described it um a lot of people have said that this is one of the saddest songs they have ever heard. And I think that Hootie and the Blowfish hit a lot of very real and raw emotions with this song. And their sound, they do it in general. They hit a lot of, I guess, like kind of real topics and have those emotions. But their specific sound can either mask that and kind of you just, you know, look past it, whatever, don't really notice it. Or it can enhance it. And this song really brings that out because of the piano and the strings and so it made the song like even more yeah this song this song was a very very emotional song like people said it's also horrible after breakups so oh i'm sure i'm so sure because he's just talking about how he wants it to work out so bad and it just doesn't doesn't it just can't i mean it's called goodbye so yeah i guess that um yeah, I couldn't imagine that. Oh, um, Rough. but the next song, if you're cool with this, mm-hmm. uh, is a hidden bonus track. It's only like fifty something, fifty two seconds maybe. Fifty three. It's oh, yeah. one oh. off. Uh, it's called. Uh, wait, hold on. I think I misspelled. It's that. called Motherless Child. Okay, uh, Motherless Child. Sorry, the autocorrect or something. Um, Darius just sings that he feels like a motherless child over and over with no no background, like no guitar, no drums. It was just no like anything. a sound bite, basically. He was probably just like in the studio just singing and they kept it. Yeah. Um, and it really gives the album a depressing, like somber end to mm-hmm. this album that's been... Uh, Mostly full, probably like eighty to eighty-five percent full of a lot of energy and really upbeat sounding songs. And it just ends with this motherless child. Uh, like, hold on, I'll read you the exact words. Uh, a motherless child, and he's away from his home, and like just these. I don't know. It's just a very not strange way to end the album, but a very. 
thought-provoking uh, way yeah. that end the album. Which, uh, there was one person that said that they think this entire album itself was about Darius losing his mother, and all of the songs pertain to that in, you know, different ways. Um, but this song specifically reminded me of, like, a church hymn. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But that's all I have to say. Now, the Apple Music, I guess, summary of this album says, Jangly guitars, good time riffs, and frontman Darius Rucker's gruff growl combined for an easygoing, laid-back collection of lightly southern-fried pop. Upbeat tracks like Only Wanna Be With You and Running From An Angel bring together gentle grooves with lovelorn lyrics, while ballads like the... and Anthemic? I've never seen that word typed out before. Hmm, I guess I've never anyway, seen that either. Hold My Hand and the wistful Not Even the Trees showcase Rucker's emotional range. A little bit country, a little bit rock and roll, Cracked Rear View has fun even when it's dealing with serious matters of the heart, which I... Didn't even read that until we had finished the album, but we, I think, pretty much covered that entire thing. It's very mm. well displayed. Now, where would you put this? Um, the one through ninety-two. Jeez. Um, as I was listening to this, this isn't my final answer, but I'm just gonna mm-hmm. say, speak off the top of my head. As I was listening to this, I didn't appreciate the album as much as I do looking back on it. Um. So when I was listening to this, I was like maybe like 40s. I'm enjoying it, but I'm not you were really. Still enjoying it though. I was enjoying it, but I wasn't yeah. really appreciating it for what it is. But mm-hmm. now that I finished it and I could think about the the songs and the meanings and everything behind it and his life story and all that, this is probably in my maybe like low 20s, high 30s. I was thinking the same thing because I don't think when we were listening to it, I appreciated it as much as you. But then after. Going back through all of my notes and thinking about it. it. It's sitting in the 70s right now, just for a reference. I think 30s, 20s might be it. It's sitting in the 70s on the billboard On the one. billboard list, yeah. Um, just for enjoyability and like the story in his life and just some of these songs. I mean, it kind of has everything you need in an album. And just the emotional if you like the genre. things going on throughout these songs and the, the different subjects and emotions and serious topics he hits throughout this this album, you wouldn't one you wouldn't expect from Hootie and the Blowfish, whose biggest song is "I Only Want to Be with You," but like, it's just I didn't appreciate it as much when I was listening to it because I was just expecting something like "I Only Want to Be with You." I right, wasn't expecting right. uh, something as deep as "Goodbye" or any of that, and um, so I didn't process it as much until we got towards the end. I was like, "Oh, he's actually like expanding." this emotional range it's it's not just i only want to be with you it, it gets deeper than that um i just really appreciate that album for that um so yeah probably like 20s 30s yeah there you go hootie so uh you want to plug the social medias and anything else you want to say real quick oh uh, yeah i do want to say that i found the chapstick <laughs> i hate that <laughs> Please tell me you all know what video that is. I don't even know what video that is. You don't know what video that is? I'm Mm-mm. pretty sure you showed me that video. Because it was in the early YouTube days, like, with the same one as sitting on the toilet. Sitting on the toilet. Maybe I showed you it, but I can't remember that. <sighs> You'll have to watch it then. That's all I gotta say. Um, but Twitter, TDMPOD, TDMPOD, um, 
Instagram, the Diamond Mine Podcast. Uh, YouTube, the Diamond Mine. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts and all that. Uh, shout out to my mom. I love my mom. Shout out to Noni. Uh, but if you have anything else to say, lay it on them. Nope. <laughs> well, this has been the Diamond Mine Podcast, the first face cam Diamond Mine Podcast with Nate and Laney. Uh, we'll be back at you next week with Boys to Men. Boys to Men.